Hello and welcome to another episode of the VCD Roundtable. Um, after our last episode where we covered everything new around VCD 10.5, today's session is exclusively around VCD and networking and all the new good and fancy features we get with version 10.5 and some of the features which came before and which we just wanted to recap a bit and talk a bit about. Um, before we get started, a reminder, VCD, uh, not VCD, VMware Explore is just around the corner in a few weeks in Las Vegas and then a couple of months back uh, in Barcelona. We'd like to meet up with everybody. Um, so reach out to us on social media and then we can see what we can do at one of these conferences to get together. With that being said, um, who's on the session today? Let me get started. Um, with myself. Um, I know that's not how you should do it, but it's the easiest way around. My name is Steve Sanford. I'm CEO of the Comdivision Group, one of the lead architects around anything service provider and cloud director in our team. I'm more focused on the business side, how we do product packaging and a bunch of other things. But also when it comes to, let's say, the more legacy designs. Um, and with that being said, I'm handing over to Sasha for his introduction for today. Hi, my name is Sascha Schwunk. I'm a partner and cloud architect at Comdivision, doing a lot of stuff about architecture of cloud director environments, Greenfield, uh, V2T migrations, and also the um, Tanzu stuff, so container service extension and so on. And I will hand over to Tobi. My name is Tobi Baschek. I'm a solution architect and partner at Comdivision, uh, main focus on the whole networking story. So Steven, uh, NSX, NSXLB, but also on the other hand, uh, the whole cloud director story. And I would like to hand over to Matthias. I'm Matthias, partner Com Division Cloud Architect, focusing on VCD, NSX, and the automation around those products. I love that one, legacy architecture. If you need a VCD 1.5, I go to E5, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, please continue. Yeah, zero. Oh, my. <laughs> that old. <laughs> I'm Jörg Leif. I'm a technical product manager um, at VMware. I'm covering Cloud Director and all the different integrations and extensions that we have. And with that, back to you, Eve. Good. Um, yeah. So, VCD since version 1.0. I remember the early, 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 early days. Back then, we thought it's the perfect tool for enterprises and commercial. Now we think it's the perfect tool for service providers. And we try to keep it away from the other ones, which I still think is a mistake. But, anyways, uh, nevertheless, let's talk about the networking pieces of um, NSX 10.5. And let me um, just throw out one of the items which we started to cover already in the uh, 10.5 What's New session. Um, the NSX Federation piece and VDC groups and everything else. So who's going to pick up that topic um, to be first? Because uh, I guess it's better that I'm not talking about that one. <laughs> Yeah, and I will start. So we have now finally the whole support for NSX Federation. So what does this mean? Um, on one hand, we have now the ability to import more than one NSX manager to, uh, into our VCD environment. What is not really 100% true, because at the end, we need to have the whole uh, Federation configured uh, outside of, cloud, of our Cloud Director environment. 
and then we need just to import the uh, global Fe uh, federation uh, manager node to our VCD, and VCD will now and be able to discover, hey, okay, this is a federated environment, and um, he can then utilize the NSX federation environment in his data center groups. And this is already one important part. Uh, what we need, and to be fair, we need it mainly since NSX T, uh, uh, T or now the final name is just NSX4, uh, is there. Uh, to be able to uh, utilize the distributed firewall and stuff like this. So we need to go with a clear data center group, uh, absolutely independent if we just have one OVDC or if we have multiple uh, organization uh, virtual data centers. Uh, Federation also is only supported if we have the ability to utilize um, uh, data center groups and NSX Federation. We, there is one limitation, let's call it a limitation. Uh, we can only have, uh, at the moment, we can only have up to four NSX manager instances in a single uh, virtual data center group, which means more than four locations with managed by dedicated NSX environments are currently not supported in, inside uh, Cloud Director. Um, I'm not really have the, the limit in out of my head. Uh, what is supported from from an NSXT perspective, but I have something in mind up to eight, I think up to eight um, environments are currently supported in federation from an NSX uh, point of view, from a cloud director point of view, in a single uh, organization VDC, we can have up to four NSX manager instances. Um, so we have now a clear possibility to really support Availability groups are fully separated, not what we have done mainly in the in the past, saying, okay, we have our uh, our regions and we have our availability zones, but at the end, we have just a single NSX environment stretched across uh, the regions, stretched across uh, availability zones. We can now really have dedicated uh, in, uh, environments in, in each uh, region, in each availability zone, and then have <laughs> the global uh, NSX Federation uh, supported inside Cloud Director. So that's the starting point. And from my perspective, one of the biggest improvements uh, regarding the whole networking story in 10.5. Sasha, would you like to add something? Uh, no, I think, yeah, Federation, you said all about it, and it will become very interesting for most of the customers. Um, I want to add the part that uh, NSX Advanced Load Balancer. So now with 10.5, we have the self-service HTTP policies so that uh, tenants or customers can manage their own policies. So with the starting of NSX ALB, we had it still as a provider-managed service. So um, the provider can configure all the HTTP policies, but now with 10.5, uh, all tenants are able to configure their own HTTP policies over Cloud Director. And I think that is a very important part and the first step to really use the load balancer with more features than only load balancing. Though um, that was a big question in the last uh, months from customers and service providers because many service providers said, 
I don't want to manage this for the customers or I'm not able to manage all of this for the customers. And now we have it that the customer can do it by self-service. And from my perspective, that is the first step in the right direction to give the um, customers more options to configure their load balancers. And I hope there will become more features added to the self-service over cloud director from NSX ALB. Matthias. Um, yeah, maybe coming back a little bit to NSX Federation because what Toby mentioned is the whole story about uh, availability zones. And if you have a, a federated infrastructure, from my perspective, the combination with a VCDA enables customers or tenants to build a new product, kind of. I can build my own self-service uh, um, asynchronous replication from one av availability zone to another uh, without re-IPing my systems if I need to uh, start the failover and stuff. I think that's an interesting new approach especially for service providers and repackage or provide new products kind of to their customers. Um, so I think that kind of business thinking will change uh, products we will see provided by SPs in the future. Um, yeah, in terms of additional features in the networking space, I would like to go the firewall part because what many tenants or what service providers told me, what many tenants are asking for, how can I add an IP address into a firewall rule as a source or destination? So in the good old days, uh, it was not possible because you just had to add the IP address into a group and so on and so forth. Now with 10.5 and the new UI, we have the ability to add individual IP addresses as a source and or destination into a firewall rule. And I think that's a really nice improvement, enabling tenants, creating more granular firewall rules to improve their security. I think that that adds a lot of easier management of firewall rule sets. Yeah, there are some additional improvements in the uh, firewall UI. Um, that's something where we get a, a lot of uh, feedback, of course, from uh, partners, service provider partners and their customers. Um, so, for example, it's easier to order specific rules in the um, firewall UI now, and just that handling gets uh, better and better. And there's also one um, pretty huge improvement uh, for when it comes to the firewall rules. So, um, from a VCD product perspective, we are, of course, working very closely with the NSX team to, um, in future, adopt the uh, tenancy capabilities or the NSX projects concept to uh, map them to tenants in Cloud Director, but that will take another couple of versions to um, be released. So until then, um, in past, it was very hard to um, create some uh, yeah, specific logging mechanisms or dashboards for, especially for the firewall. Now with VCD 10.5, we introduced some uh, logging ID for a firewall rule that maps to the rule ID in NSX. And that now allows um, to really have some tenant-specific information in each log message that comes from the firewall. And with that, you can use your well, favorite uh, logging analyzer tool that you want to create some filters or dashboards to really to um, yeah, create some um, yeah, log lists just for firewall rules of a specific tenant. 
a very powerful and very, very often requested uh, feature. The last step would be having a multi-tenant logging <laughs> infrastructure. That would be awesome. But you can still have one instance per tenant. That works perfectly fine. Good. Um, IP spaces. Who wants to cover IP spaces and the news around that one? Yeah, so the news around IP spaces is mainly the migration UI wizard, uh, enabling the service provider to migrate the provider gateway configured <laughs> IP ranges or assigned IP addresses into the new IP space mechanism. Um, so that's the enhancement in 10.5. Again, IP spaces, what is possible doing with IP spaces? Pretty short. The service provider configures uh, IP ranges, which can be requested by tenants as floating IP addresses for their needs. Like, uh, I would like to instantiate a new service. I need a new public IP address. I can just request one floating IP address. Or... I can just subnet certain ranges and enable customers to request IP ranges within their own uh, um, uh, cloud directory UI. In the past, if a tenant needed a new IP address or a new IP range, like it's either public or private, I always had to discuss with my service provider, please assign an IP address or please assign an IP range, and which cost like you need to open a ticket, additional work, someone has to do it, uh, work on the ticket. So it was a pretty lengthy process. And now if the tenant needs an additional IP address, just click request new and use it. And as Fabian would like to say, kaching, right? Uh, with the usage meter, you just charge for the public IP address or even an IP range. I think that's pretty cool. That's, that's the whole story around IP spaces. I can just say, please use it. There are an awesome feature from my perspective. And now with 10.5, just use the UI wizard and migrate over your legacy stuff or your legacy IP management within VCD to the new IP spaces environment. Also be aware that the latest version of the Terraform provider now supports IP spaces so that you can automate them um, through the Terraform infrastructure as code concept. Yeah, thanks for that. Good. So um, BGP is another topic we wanted to cover, some of the BGP changes. Yeah, so BGP, um, the big enhancements from my perspective in BGP is just the ability to manage route maps and community lists from the VCD UI. Uh, in the past, those BGP features provided by NSX were consumed as a managed service. <laughs> That's the nice term for the service provider configures the stuff, or as Eve refers to it as fully featured API integration. Um, now we can use those two additional tabs to consume or to configure route maps and community lists uh, from the Cloud Director UI. Toby, anything to add on that? Yes. Just a small limitation at the moment, because we should really have this in mind. What Matthias mentioned uh, absolutely correctly, but please have in mind, only 
on provider managed uh, uh, gateways uh, at the moment with IP spaces. So as mentioned before, IP as a service, we should change to IP spaces. Uh, and then we have now the capability inside Cloud Director on a provider managed gateway that, or on a provider gateway, not on a provider managed gateway, on a provider gateway, uh, with BGP enabled that we can configure all of the enhanced BGP stuff directly in the Cloud Director UI. So you mean a dedicated uh, gateway? Dedicated gateway, yes. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Hmm. All right. I think that's that's mainly covering the BGP part. So if you have a dedicated provider gateway or dedicated TCRO, you have the BGP enabled within the VCD UI. And with 10.5, you have two additional tabs. One is a community list and the other one is a route map. Good. What I still have on my list, I mean, I know you covered already quite a bit of the Firewall rules, Matthias. Did you also already? I'm not 100% sure the auto configured NUT rules. So I haven't mentioned those. Um, so, what is about the uh, auto rules? Um, you can if you enable it. And of course, you need to have, to, uh, you need to use IP spaces, otherwise, it's not working. You can uh, enable the automated rule configuration for uh, NAT rules like source and destination NAT on edge gateways and provider gateways uh, within the environment. Um, that's the whole idea with it because you can enable those rules to automatically configure NATing based on external and internal scopes. That's the idea behind that. In the past, you had to do it manually, manually. especially and the no the no NAT rules were the, the no quite, NAT rule, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I if we mentioned the part with the um, firewall rules UI that uh, we can now um, add um, source and destination IP ranges directly in the firewall rules and don't need to specify IP sets before, so. <laughs> Yeah, many times we created firewall rules and need to go back to create an IP space for that. So that's a really good improvement um, of the firewall rules UI in 10.5 from my perspective. The other thing which I had on my list for, for today's session, and again, I'm not sure if we want to cover all the, all the networking pieces, but uh, someone added to the list stateless T0, why and how? <laughs> I think I think it was Sasha and myself. So Sasha, it's now is your part. You can, you can talk better about that. I have another part later on where <laughs> talk about V2T migration. Uh, what happens yeah. there? Um, what's what's the idea behind? So um, in the in the in the past, it was always po only possible if you go with a T zero active standby configuration. To utilize uh, uh, NAT configuration on your T0 gateway. This is mm, since the release of NSX4, uh, which is the, the new name of NSXT or the final name of NSXT, whatever uh, you would like to call it. We have now the possibility to uh, utilize or to configure stateful and stateless NAT directly on our T0 gateway, also in an active active uh, manner. 
So we don't need to uh, reconfigure our tier zero gateway to an uh, active standby. We can leave it in an active uh, configuration, but still have the ca capability of utilizing that um, on one hand. And on the other hand, and this that's the from my perspective, the more or the uh, better improvement uh, is also that we have now the capability of utilizing proxy up. And this is what Sasha will cover in from the from the um, migration perspective, that we now can also utilize proxy up on an active active configuration. So this is the, the improvement from an NSX perspective. And before I hand over to Sasha. I would like to add a big limitation I discovered last week, and this is also not 100% not related to uh, uh, Cloud Director because this is, from my perspective, a big issue, and I would already call it a bug uh, inside NSX. If you create a NUT rule, and really talking now about the NUT rule because it is possible in firewall rules, but it is not possible in a NUT rule, if you uh, would like to configure natural, let's, uh, for example, uh, go with passive FTP or with passive FTP, and you would like to open a port range in your uh, natural saying, hey, I would like to have from 50,000 up to 51,000 uh, uh, 51, all of, of the ports open, and I would like to create a single natural, which is possible in or was possible in NSXV. This is not possible at the moment in NSXT. So if you would like to open, for example, 1000 ports for your passive FTP, at the moment you need to create 1000 NUT rules, not an ideal solution. So now I'm finished. I would like to hand over to Sasha. <laughs> just, just one thing behind, behind that headline, um, <laughs> because on top, in NSX, we now have the ability to migrate a stateful T0 into a stateless T0, which enables certain features within yep. NSX, like also firewalling and stuff like this. Um, guys, you need to be careful because the T0 is always provider managed. Keep that in mind. And uh, the stateless T0 always requires a stateless T1. So, the question is, and we need to figure that one out, is what if I import a stateless T0 into VCD and then create an edge gateway? Because that's the T1 behind the T0. So it's not pretty clear within the release notes. And uh, just being honest, we don't know what the real behavior will be. Uh, maybe Jörg has a few insights, maybe yes, maybe no. So be careful with the whole stateless T0 story if you want to use stateless T0 and all these features, you need to have a stateless T1 behind that. So currently we suggest please import the segments as external networks and provide those to the customer. The whole network stack needs to be consumed as a managed service from a tenant perspective. Be careful with those configurations. And last but not least, stateless T0 is a one-way ticket to help. If you migrate a stateful T0 into a stateless, it remains a stateless. There is no way back except of delete stuff. But if you use Terraform, that's pretty fastly done, remove and rebuild objects. All right, Sasha, that's your turn. Yeah, so 
I want to say with the proxy app is it's very important for the NSX V2T migrations. So we don't have to go with an active uh, passive tier zero. And that is a big benefit now for the um, upcoming um, NSX V2T migrations, though that we can work with active active T zeros there. And um, yeah, we are still doing a lot of V2T migrations. And I think, um, yeah, we have the migration tool. We currently have support with the migration tool. We heard that there is something with the migration tool in the future that will be come out of support so that we have no longer support for the migration tool. So I want to say it's very important to start latest now to do your NSX V2T migration. That is a very important part that we can do the migration with the full support of VMware with the migration tool. So the proxy app, Sasha, uh, just to add a bit more precision to the to the phrasing, uh, proxy app is available on an active active stateful T zero. T zero, yeah. So because just just we now need to be very precisely on the phrasing because um, that not anybody thinks like oh I need to use a T zero stateless for proxy app, well, which might not be ideal because it's again a one ticket to hell. Mm. And, and also one last thing, because this was something Sasha and I discussed last time. Uh, yes, you can reconfigure an active standby tier zero gateway to an active active tier zero. But please have in mind that you need to disconnect all of your tier one gateways. So this is nothing which can be done quickly in place. So um, you need to have a maintenance window where all of the tier one gateways gets disconnected. Then you can reconfigure your tier zero and reattach your T1 gateways. Yeah, that's just a minor impact. <laughs> 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 All right, cool. I think that's, that's a bit summing up the whole networking space. A lot of cool features, especially in terms of new stuff in security, logging, monitoring, IP spaces. But again, we added a lot of topics to the, how do we call it? Uh, managed service consumption of certain networking features. So again, always keep in mind what can be done from a tenant perspective, what needs to be consumed as a fully managed service and create new product packaging using the new NSX Federation and create availability so to enable customers to migrate workloads and create their own HA solutions within your own SP space. So, uh, summing up, I assume famous last words, some closing statements. Maybe Jörg, you want to start? Uh, yeah, very happy about the finally improvements in the uh, firewall UI <laughs> because that has been a lot of feedback that we got over the last couple of months. So happy to get that in. Um, Toby. Um, yeah, also, thanks for your attention. And on, on the other hand, more than happy that more and more of the networking story becomes now part of Cloud Director um, or inside the Cloud Director UI. Uh, so let's see what will come in the future. Sasha. Yeah, if you thank you for joining us and um, we'll be happy to join you or meet you in Las Vegas. Reach out to us and let's have a meeting in Vegas.
With that being said, I think uh, nothing else for me to add. Um, again, would love to welcome most of you in Vegas for um, individual sessions, meetings, etc. I think um, we covered quite a bit on the networking piece. Just to give you a bit of a heads up in one of our next episodes, Sasha is going to cover a lot more around CSE, Tanzu, and those integrations. And we will also do a little special with uh, Alain from our team, who is going to cover more on showback, chargeback, um, area operations integration, <laughs> um, and uh, a lot of these uh, different things. And so we have already quite a few topics lined up for some of the next sessions. Looking forward to it. And with that being said, goodbye and hope to see you all in Vegas in a few days. <laughs>